Welcome to the Between the Pages podcast, brought to you by Boldly Seeking Ministries. Join the conversation every other Wednesday with the team and other special guests as we navigate how we can live a bold faith in between the valleys and the mountaintops of life. This episode is sponsored by Lakeview Covenant Church, where together they pursue Christ and advance His priorities across the street and around the world. Now, let's get to this week's conversation. Well, hey guys, welcome back to this week's conversation. And part of this episode in particular is talking about Elizabeth's blog that she wrote a couple months ago. And the title of it was Would You Lead in Faith? And so Elizabeth, do you just want to kind of explain a little bit of what your blog was? I know you kind of had a great experience this last summer, two summers ago. Two summers ago now. Two summers? Perfect. (laughs) So two summers ago and just what prompted you to write the blog and then we'll kind of dive in a little bit deeper as how does that apply into the concept of really this podcast between the pages like how do we live life boldly between the valleys and the mountaintops of life yeah so um I went on a leadership camp in the boundary waters of northern Minnesota and we had to write a devo and so I wrote that devo and it was about Daniel 3 Shadrach Meshach and Abednego which was a great example of leaders in back in Bible times. Um, and then Rebecca came to me and said, hey, would you be a guest writer for my blog? I need a writer. And I said, well, sure. I actually have this um, Devo that I would love to write more in depth on. And so I wrote that. And I didn't realize how much it would tie in and how it would just like all come together. So I thought that was really good to take it from this in the middle of the woods writing a devo to like oh it's on a website and now I'm talking about it on a podcast so yeah. that's awesome full circle yes full circle <laughs> moment I'm so proud of you um so part of the re- retreat experience that you went on was focusing on leadership mm-hmm. and so thinking about Daniel 3 and Shadrach Meshach and Abednego their leadership of, you know, not bowing down to the idol. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Daniel 3, you know, um, King Nebuchadnezzar built this gold statue and required everyone to bow down to the statue. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego um, stood up there and was like, you know what, like, I can't do that because I serve one God and one God only. And I'm not going to bow down to false gods. And so he threw them in this fiery furnace and they were untouched. They came out and you know, I think in that moment, King Nebuchadnezzar, like, experienced the presence of God being, like, they're in this 500-degree furnace, and you came out untouched. Like, who is this God? And I think that um, asking the question, like, would you lead in faith? Like, taking that of, like, if you're leading in faith in a difficult situation, how do you think the perception of the other person in that situation will actually see Jesus more? And so I guess, like Jenny and Elizabeth, what, maybe for you, um, answering the question, like, would you lead in faith? Like, what does that kind of mean to you? Yeah, as I read the blog a couple months ago, I was thinking, like, leading in faith is a lot of action, but it's also, like, a lot of stuff you can't see either. Because they didn't have to say too many words, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They, like, led with their actions, but they also had, like, a heart-to-heart with God, like, trusting in God above anything else because they really had no other choice because they just put their their full heart in it they had to make sure that they were like 
on board with <laughs> with what God was saying and telling telling them to do because it was their life on the line. So it can't just be actions or like false words and just saying something, but leading by faith for them especially had to be like a heart to heart thing too. Mm-hmm. Well, and for me, when I wrote this, I was still in high school, and so I was just thinking about that day to day of constantly like seeing everyone else going down a different path and being like oh I go to church every Sunday I lead in church but these people don't see that so to take it personally of just like I'm not obviously put in a fiery furnace but I'm having to try and share my faith and be different in this crowd of people who are worshiping idols whatever they may be so it's just like to be able to attach it personally to my life was very interesting I guess we'll say it that way (laughs) right and we're we're in a society where I think there are a lot of idols like our idols don't have to be this statue but it can be the way that you interact with people like are you are you idolizing fame are you idolizing popularity are you idolizing social media or um, the way that you dress the way that you look the way the way people even think about you and I think sometimes especially for women the biggest is like what other people are thinking of you like I have to constantly remind myself every single day like it doesn't matter what people think of me what matters is like what God thinks of me and like how I think of myself as a daughter of the king and that is something where even in situations and I love this quote that you put in your blog and it was talking about a song that you sang that following Sunday and the quote was from the song there's a reason why our hearts can be courageous and talking about how like we have the God of like angel armies like on our side fighting for us so it is possible to go through hard things you know you always think like hard things are your valleys and the best things are your mountaintops but I think there's so many things in everyday life that are hard that can be difficult things to walk through like whether it's just mental health like depression anxiety like just being busy too being busy is so hard like sometimes I feel like I leave the house at 7 a.m and I'm back at 8 p.m and I have not had a chance to breathe or remind myself of like I get to love Jesus and I go throughout the day and it's like whoa whoa whoa, wait I gotta take a step back and like enter a situation of like how would I lead in faith in this situation if I have a fight with a coworker, if I um, find myself just getting really like short with a guest or a client like taking a step back and being like okay how do I lead in faith in this situation um I guess for the two of you uh, what is something for you looking at leading in faith that you can kind of take that question and apply it and for those of you who are listening, like, how can you take would you lead in faith and that question that Elizabeth brings up and apply it to different areas of your life? Like, where is one place that you could lead in faith or what is um, maybe a situation that you know about or that you're walking through right now that you can, instead of leading in fear or leading in stress or anxiety, but rather to take the step of leading in faith. And for the two of you taking, like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, what I first thought of, like, being a teacher and stuff, you always have to be aware of, like, what you're doing in school and what you're doing outside of school. And so if people see, like, oh, she's afraid of something or fear is really taking control of her life instead of faith, it, like, really is shown outside of school. Like, in school or in church or wherever your setting is, you can kind of put on a front a little bit and be like, yeah, I'm a faithful person. I 
have Bible verses up on my office wall or I, you know, pray before I eat lunch or something like that's something that people see. But the stuff that is really important is the stuff that people don't see. Like where do you lead in faith when people aren't around or when people aren't watching? So that's been something I've been working on a little bit too is just how do I lead in faith even when no one else is around? Like, what does that look like? How can I further my faith more by praying and digging into the word, even when I'm super tired or like don't have time for it? It'll be like in the car ride or something, just making those little moments that lead your faith deeper and deeper in the Lord. And I thought of like the story of Noah a little bit too, how he like put his whole reputation on the line. People thought he was crazy building an ark when there wasn't any rain. And so thinking of examples from the Bible like that, or like the walls of Jericho, like they were going to walk around a wall and try to knock it down without even touching it. Like that's a huge step of faith. And I don't have to do anything like that in my world or in my life, but just keeping those examples in mind from the Bible stories. And that's a good example from Daniel too. I love that. What you said of um, leading in faith when people aren't watching. Mm -hmm. I think I've come in contact with a couple people in my life where they just, they talk, they talk a good talk. Like it's, they have this whole list of things that they want to do or the things that they're good at or, you know, the things that they're involved with. And then all of a sudden you're like, but have you gone to church or like have you been being intentional in your bible time or praying or being in community with people and then also like have you taken the time to like just prayfully consider different areas of your life and almost like polar opposites like just really talking up this good talk and you're like oh my goodness you're such an incredible person but then you start to get to know them and you're like wait a second what you do kind of like in secret is not what you're doing out in public. And I almost say, well, and I, I do think that what happens in secret is way, way more important than what you're putting out to the rest of the world. Like, I mean, when Jesus tells, um, I can't remember the verse entirely, but he says like, go into the upper room, go into um, your room, shut the door and pray. Like he says, shut the door, like go by yourself and go pray. Like he did not say pray in front of 500 people, like talk this big talk and people are going to love you for that. It's like, no, what's most important is you and me first and leading in faith on our relationship before you go out and talk this big talk. Um, I love that. I think that was just, that's something that I think anyone can kind of work on and just being more intentional like with your own relationship what are you doing in secret by yourself um to really invest in your relationship with Jesus Elizabeth yeah well kind of what Jenny was saying and what Rebecca was saying earlier about busyness is I will be here on a Sunday morning and I'll do the things and then it's like I get so wrapped up in the busyness of the week and so not almost like having split personalities of at church like, oh, I have my life put together. I'm here. I'm on the worship team. I'm on the tech team. Like, I'm here bright and early on a Sunday morning. It's great. I love it. And then Monday morning, oh, I have class. I have this. I have, oh, I don't want to be up early. And, like, just taking, like, the same attitude I bring to church on a Sunday morning and, like, on the worship team or wherever I'm serving to, I have class. Like, I get to wake up. I get to like Rebecca said, love Jesus, and I get to take. I should be taking that into consideration more than I actually do, rather than 
just on a Sunday morning. So that's huge. I like that you said it's like an attitude check where you really just have to like mentally prepare yourself for a hard day sometimes and like take God with you. Like it's not your challenge to do it on your own and like all gung ho about it. But it's like, no, I've got Jesus on my side. I have an angel armies backing me up. And I know it's going to be a difficult day if you have like meetings or like a big test or something. But remember to take God with you. And I think that helps lead in faith as well. Yeah, it's while you were talking, Elizabeth, it was reminding me of a podcast I did with Evan during COVID. And it was talking about how do you be um, in the world, but not of the world. And it's kind of like almost you're trying to combine like oil and water in a way and they don't mix like Christianity and the world don't mix. And the thing is, is because we are chasing after Jesus, but the devil has something to chase and that's us. It doesn't end. It's like he is consistently chasing us while we are still chasing Jesus because that's who we want to chase for but he's chasing after us to be like no 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 like that's not the way to go but it's like we know that that's the way to go so we're constantly in this battle of being in the world but not of the world like being of the world like just consumed by busyness and be like oh I have to go to school oh I have to go to work oh I don't want to talk to this person who's calling me on my office phone right now it's like no I can go and I can be a light and be like answer the phone be like good morning like how are you and just be that bubbly personality and that loving person that Jesus has called each one of us to be um to love and you know I think that's something too is like how do you lead in faith in a world that says otherwise how do you lead in faith when we're trying to be in the world but not of the world and be consumed by the world but we want to be consumed by Jesus and I think that is definitely like what you were getting at, I think, a little bit in your um, your blog that you wrote. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were like, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're not going to bow down to these idols, but we are chasing after Jesus no matter what happens. And, you know, Jesus is faithful. And, like, what happened in Daniel 3, they went to the fire furnace, and they came out untouched. And who's to say that you can't go into some hard situation or go into your everyday life and know that, you know, we serve a God of possible. We serve a God who um, heals. We serve a God who loves. We serve a God who is continually fighting and chasing after us. Like, I mean, you can tell I'm a worship leader. Like, I'm using song lyrics, but like, he'll leave the 99 for the one. And knowing that, like, you can go into everyday like, I'm going to lead in faith because I serve a God of faith. Well, even in, in the story, it says that the three men went in and then Nebuchadnezzar saw four men in there. And I think that um, it implies that that's what turned Nebuchadnezzar is that Jesus was in that fire with them. I mean, not him physically, but like he was with them in there. And Nebuchadnezzar saw that. And so it's just crazy in our lives, even though we don't, necessarily see Jesus as a physical person next to us he is there walking through that with us it's not like he's just someone up there that we pray to you know it's like he is here with us through it all so that's that's cool to think about that's good because you know like King Nebuchadnezzar say there's someone on the other side of the situation they could see that second person or third person or fourth person in the situation and that's Jesus they'd be like why is this situation different 
it's because, you know, like what you said, Jesus is with us and he's walking in those hard times with us. And sometimes we feel that pressure like, oh, I have to be the one to show God's faith. And that's like a ton of pressure, like for other people to see what we're doing and to like call us out, hold us accountable. That's a lot of pressure to like hold throughout your whole week, every decision you make. And people are watching you because if you say you're a Christian, that has a bad reputation in our society. It's like, oh, Christians are hypocrites. But it's like we have to constantly fight against that stereotype so just keeping in mind like god is in control and he's with you in that fire in that not persecution necessarily but like those kind of fiery situations that he's not gonna let you stop and like just fall in the fire he's not gonna let you do that all comes down to fear sometimes we hold on to fear more than we hold on to hope and i know for me i think i I'm like the worst because I'm such a planner and a type A person where I want everything to go like my way. And I'm like, it has to be like this, 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 and this. And this is how I want my life to be from point A to point B. But then all of a sudden it's like one thing happens and I'm gripped to fear. I'm like, how is this going to pan out now? Like how, like, I mean, how is my goal going to happen? And it's like, no, like God wants us to be like, you know, sometimes I know what's best for you because I know you than you even know yourself. And so then to switch and hold on to hope, be like, you know, I can hope in the God that I serve, that he knows what's better for me and leading in faith with that. And it's hard for even the newly college students there, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Like in this, I mean, I wrote that when I was in high school, but now going into college, I mean, it's things have changed, but it's still the same environment of school and. I don't know, just getting older and more challenges, not necessarily more in number, but different and new and trying to figure out who I am, who I want to be. I mean, everyone asks, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, where? What's your major? And I'm like, just let me figure it out. Like, I just... <laughs> General <laughs> studies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to do all this. And then, so, yeah. How do you think people who haven't grown up in the church... How can like they lead in faith if they're looking for a way to find that hope when society is dragging them down and the things they see on social media are so difficult and the news is so hard to watch and they weren't Christians. They didn't grow up in a Christian household. How do you think either one of you um, that they can like find that lead in faith? I think the biggest thing is community. Take that inventory check of your life. Who are the friends that are all honestly always there for you who are the friends that show up when you're down because those are the people that then you can go to and ask me like what's different about you and it opens up that conversation of you know I get to have hope in these situations because of Jesus and the best the best thing to ever hear from someone is like I want that hope too and so do that inventory check. What are the three or five friends that you feel like always, not necessarily act in like a positive way every single day because not anybody can like be positive every single day. That's super draining. But who are those three to five friends that constantly show up for you, who are there for you, who support you and love you? And just have an honest conversation with them. Be like, hey, like, 
you're always there showing up. What is different about you? How do I get to that point? And most of the time they might say that they're a part of like a Bible study group or a church or, you know, they've had an experience with church to start that conversation. And they might not even be a Christian either, but at the same time, it opens up that dialogue. And I think that's the starting point is having the dialogue. Mm -hmm. And from like the other perspective of if you know like a friend who is struggling in their faith or they don't have a faith, I mean, there are so many opportunities like, hey, come to Bible study with me. Come to church on a Sunday morning. Like we have a great lunch after church. We have that going on. Like come get a free lunch and just see what you think of it. You know, I mean, there's so many opportunities where I feel like people are just like, well, they don't believe in God, so why would I keep trying? I mean, keep trying, because you never know if they say no 10 times, that 11th time, they might say, well, sure, I have nothing going on Sunday morning. I'll come check it out, and who knows where it could lead. So, Also a good point, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've been trying to um, like grow my taste in worship music a little bit more, too. I feel like I just kind of stick to one genre or one artist and then it's like oh I'm tired of this person now because I've listened to it 40 times in a row so I've been trying to like look at different suggestions of worship music and like contemporary Christian music and stuff too so I feel like that's something that anybody can do you can YouTube things and look on Pandora or Spotify too and just maybe that's a way that really touches your heart or you hear a lyric that you didn't think of before that you're like oh that's how I could grow my faith today is following those lyrics or those worship songs yeah that's so good. I guess any final thoughts um, or words of encouragement, challenges, uh, takeaways from just our conversation over the last 20 or so minutes um, for those who are listening, maybe something that they can take away with and just ponder on for the next week. I'll go first, I guess. <laughs> um, I would say just try to think of one way, one way that you could either text somebody this week or say, hey, how's it going? Here's a Bible verse. I was just thinking about you. Here's a little blurb of encouragement. I feel like that can go a long way, more than we even realize if our friend is struggling. And sometimes they, our friends don't tell us when they're struggling. And just sending them a little text or something that says, like, I was thinking about you. Or, like, buy them a Starbucks card or, <laughs> like, some sort of coffee or something. Just to uplift them a little bit and give them that nudge of encouragement. So that's that's my one point. I think this week is lead in faith by your actions and give someone a text this mm-hmm. week. For me, I'd say just look inwards too. Um, re- like remember those little actions that could show a difference to someone. I mean, whether it be your attitude or just taking a moment for yourself to remember that Jesus loves you, you love Jesus, and like remembering that before you like go and out like lash at someone or have this attitude of oh I have to do this today like oh I have to do this today but I also have this today so just remembering the positives and like looking inward before putting it out there that's so good I would say kind of like I said before is do that inventory check of your life of would you lead in faith find those three to five friends um, that are close to you Um, talk to them like have another conversation of hey like how can we as a group as a group of friends lead in faith this week and challenge each other and I think it's so important each week as we um, kind of dive more into these kind of topics of like accountability 
um, and just challenging each other. I think that's how you push people. But also the second thing I would say is um, take the time by yourself to be in the upper room and in the secret place with the Lord. Have that heart check. Make sure that you are right with Jesus first before you go out and you shine your light for Jesus because here's the thing and we'll get to this um, in later episodes of this idea of um, if the light that is on you is brighter than the light that was that is within you the light that is on you will destroy you and we'll dive into that here in a couple weeks or so but I think that's so important is make sure that you have the right intentions and then to then go out and share the love of Jesus. So good. So good. Well, thanks friends for joining us um, this week. We're so excited to just continue having these conversations. Make sure to head over to our Instagram at Boldly Seeking, uh, Facebook, BoldlySeeking.online for our website. We're going to continue the conversation via our social media platforms, TikTok, anything like that. If you're a part of our exclusive team, um, we'll be sending you an email with kind of just an overview of the episode. We'll give you a link to the episode to then share with your friends. And we're so excited to do life with you and live life between the pages with you. So thank you so much. Bye.